Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. All right, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. But luckily for you, Old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And the latest, and this is parachuting in right now, Clint. And this is a, this does have impact to the Houston Texans. And that is... The San Francisco 49ers are hiring Clint Kubiak to uh, top the role as their OC to replace uh, uh, or to top the role as uh, as Kyle Shanahan's offense on his offensive staff, replacing Bobby Slowick as the passing game coordinator. So he will be in San Francisco. There have been a lot of conversation and, and reports that thought he may come here to Houston and be a part of the offensive staff uh, with Bobby Slowick. Nope, he is going to go to San Francisco and be a part of that staff with Kyle Shanahan. Kubiak uh, was with the uh, the Vikings and was the uh, Broncos quarterback coach last year. So if the thought was Bobby, uh, Bobby Slowick would be able to add Clint Kubiak to the staff, that is no longer an option. We had heard he had been weighing his options, and apparently this was one of them. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, said to hell with that. You ain't gonna take all of my guys, and no. I'm, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get this one here. Um, yeah, look, I, this is a guy that I, I would have thought would have been a would have been a damn near for sure ad and a really good ad alongside Bobby Slowick. Um, and it's 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 unfortunate because I think I think he would have he would have helped here in Houston. And, and again, I, I just don't know. Um, you know what these guys are going to do with the remaining positions that are open to to gain some experience of former play callers, guys that have been quarterback coaches in this league, guys that have have um, you know so called pelts on the wall experience. Um, because boy, right now this staff, this offensive staff is is lacking it severely. Yeah, I wonder what the next move is though, because I know for you, you even said that like Bobby Slowick. Clint Kubiak, that could be some, those guys added. That could be something yeah. that you could be intrigued by. Um, and now they're going to have to go another direction. And I think for what you what you've said before, and we talked about, I hope somewhere in this direction is somebody with a little season, somebody with a little teeth that had some experience. I mean, at least some experience with doing a job that is what the the equivalent of what their job is now, or something higher than that role. So we'll see where they go from there. But I know you were initially seeing those reports intrigued by that, and and that's off the table. Clint yeah, look, I, I thought it would have been good, man. I mean, you talk about with if, if, you're, if your offensive staff starts lining up with, with Bobby Slowick out of that system and then Clint Kubiak, who spent time in that system and similar systems, and you got um, uh, Gerard Johnson, who spent time in a similar system uh, under Kubiak, I believe, in Minnesota – with the Vikings yeah. when, when he was the OC there. Um, boy, there's there's a lot of familiarity. There's there's uh, a lot of – you're starting to, as a group at least, uh, accumulate some experience in that system and some experience, um, you know, with with the pressure on to call plays and, and, and develop players and quarterbacks and, 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 and create game plans and, and, and playbooks. Uh, this is – this one is this is a miss for the Texans, man. I was, I was hoping they'd get him for sure. Also, uh, to go along with that, uh, more news as Arizona. They uh, this is not a surprise as Arizona they hired Jonathan Gannon. Uh, now, according to Josina Anderson, reports are that the Cardinals are parting ways 
uh, with their D.C., Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph, who's been a D.C. multiple times around the league and a, uh, a head coach with the Denver Broncos before. That's, we've talked about adding some experience on the, on the roster. That This one would be one that would be an interesting, interesting one to look at. Someone who's a former head coach, somebody who's been a, de- a defensive coordinator multiple times around the league. Yeah, I mean, the Texans have already hired a defensive coordinator, but, you know, like you said, there there's that assistant head coach yeah. gig. There, there's a, uh, I'm not real sure what positions are still available in terms of being open on the Texans staff on the defense side of the ball. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, look, there's um, there, there's a, a handful of guys that are out there. I would imagine Vance Joseph is going to get sucked up sooner or rather than later. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't shock me if, if – um, it wouldn't shock me if if Shane Steichen and, and Indy didn't wasn't already on the horn. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Yeah, Gus Bradley, I think they really like him in Indy, but we'll see. Has he did he announce he's keeping him or no? I don't know if he announced it, but I, I, I most people were saying they were really like Gus Bradley. Yeah, well, Gus is a good one as well, so so we'll uh, so, we'll see. Yeah, just 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 one to see, just one to look at. A former head coach and a guy that's been a defensive coordinator is still out there available potentially somebody that that would be it's always good to add as many uh experienced smart people to your staff and that and that is out there for for the texans five o'clock fire all right dana brown spoke uh the uh, the general manager for your houston astros and um he spoke about a couple of things um one thing he did speak about was the extensions potentially for two top players Framber Valdez and Kyle Tucker. This is uh this is where he said they are in his mind with those two players. I wake up every day and go to bed every night thinking like, hey, it'd be great to get these guys signed. Um, you know, so on the to-do list, it's it's it's, it's priority. Um, you know, other than that, you know, getting into camp and getting to know the players, the, the coaching staff, and also uh, getting to learn more about these players in terms of evaluating them. That would be up in, 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 at the top as well. All right, that's Dana Brown. And I, my, my thoughts when he said that is is the recent history of the Astros. And that is unabashed, unafraid of moving on from guys that could be high-priced and guys that I think many people in the fan base, many people think like, boy, they're going to be able to survive without that guy. You all know him from Cole to Springer, to Correa, to Verlander. Are these two guys, Framber and Kyle Tucker, must-sign guys? Are they must-be-on-this-roster to you guys different from the other guys they've let go? I mean, I you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean relative to the other guys, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, know, I, I know that Kyle Tucker um, – you know, is a guy that that you'd like to keep around long term. I mean, I, I thought he was already a hell of a player, and then you listen to Robert Flores, who joined us in the two forty segment, and and he talks about with this shift, the shift, uh, or or the, the 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 new rules with not allowing the shift is going to uh, probably drive Kyle Tucker's numbers through the roof. Um, I mean, he's a big time priority. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean Framber's your ace, so and and you're you're a young guy that you you've kind of counted on to push and groom into this space. So I think he is he is definitely a a priority. 
And Kyle Tucker, I, I think the difference with other guys that they've had, with the exception of Springer, who they haven't really replaced except for uh, white boy Chaz, who they just will not. Who'd you say? White boy Chaz. You say he finally decided to let that – he got on board, didn't he? wanted to make you smile. That here. was nice, uh, Chief. Uh, white boy well Chaz, who they, who they still won't allow to just be the starter. Uh, <laughs> he is the only – Springer's the only position where they moved on from somebody and didn't have a real – maybe they thought Miles was going to be – that guy, but didn't have a real replacement. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who they would have to replace Kyle Tucker. Like I don't. I don't know that there's anybody on in the system on the bench that could come up and you could say, "All right, man, we're ready to make a move." You could even say Springer replaced by Kyle Tucker when he came in, in at least in the the lineup in terms of production, the bat that he replaced yeah. that production. I just. I think those two guys have to be must sign guys. I just don't think you have people. That are ready to to take a step up and replace it. Like the 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 Astros rotation looks like really really deep until you take Framber out of it. Like if yeah. Framber's not a part of it now, now it looks completely different. So I do think those guys are. He spoke about he spoke about a player that. Listen, I love Dana. This is the only thing that I need Dana to stop. All right, Dana has. I mean, I mean, he is he has hit it all the way. The whole time. But Dana, he spoke up for us, Whitley. Dana, stop it. This is going to make you so happy. I'm so happy it's going to make you so happy. Whitley is, you know, goes back to, you know, scouting and player development. You know, some of these guys pop sooner than others. Uh, you know, we still feel good that he's got a, you know, power arm. Um, you know, he's he's got a chance to be, you know, what we thought he could be. It's just going to take, some guys take a little bit more time. I think... You know, he's getting to learn, the, you know, the stress of a long major league season. The, the seasons are long. You know, the minor league seasons are long. So I think he's coming along. Uh, as I said, once I get to see him and talk to him, and we can give you uh, an updated evaluation. But, you know, we still have confidence in, in, in Whitley. I mean, this guy, I remember seeing him out of high school. I mean, it's a big-time arm, and uh, it's a good fastball. So... Uh, we, we feel good. We feel good. It's just going to take some time. Dana. Dana. It's just going to take some time. Dana. Dana. We feel good. Stop. It's going to take some time. Man. Dana. It's taking time. It's over. He's got plenty it's, of time. Oh, it's over. Clint, it is, there's not, we're not waiting for him to pop. He can go rent cars now. He's 25 years old. He can go and rent cars. Hold on. So. Okay, it's over. Just stop. You're, the, the time, is. It, it, it's over. He got here in high school. Stop. It's over, man. Nah, look, the Forrest look, Whitley there, chain is over. There's no pressure on Forrest. Of course there's not. I mean, for, the staff is deep. The team doesn't need a starter right now. Team doesn't need a power arm right now. Hey, just just figure it out, man. We got plenty of time. Dana, Dana just told you, man, some guys take longer to pop. And then that man's been over-recruited. Like, unless he's about to be Mac Jones. How long was Mac Jones at Alabama? About five years? How many people got recruited over Mac Jones? All of them. <laughs> Like that—that's where he is going to be. I mean, we've lost Hunter Brown jumped him. Every, I mean, every pitcher in the rotation has jumped him. Right. He, he just ain't popped yet, Bob. Relax a little bit. Pop. Took you a little longer to pop than normal. <laughs> yeah, I, not that long. <laughs> Damn, Forrest Whitley. I thought that name was done. I thought that name. Nah, Forrest ain't going nowhere, man. Yeah, yeah ain't going nowhere fast. That's where he is. <laughs> he is ass up in Sugarland. You can go see Forrest out there at Sugarland. Yeah, you, uh, they, that's a good way to look <laughs> at it. It's a good positive spin so on I it. I guess he's in Houston. Go to Sugarland. You see a power arm. I went to one that game. That could pop at any minute. I went to one game. Forrest got to start. Did you? Yeah. 
He must have disappointed. That's why you're holding. Well, that no, grudge. I mean, he just I is mean, that it, Skeeters or uh, Space Cowboys? It was Space Cowboys. It was just. He's been here long enough. It, it could have been the Skeeters. It was just meh. He does have. Uh, a he, yeah, he did. Both, he played he? for the Skeeters. He played for them all. <laughs> Five o'clock fire. All right, baby. Tiger is in it now. Tiger is. Uh, he's walking normally. Currently, I believe eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, but uh, he is uh, he is at even par right now. Which hey, just make the cut, baby, make the cut. But he is playing. He's playing with Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy, and he's playing with them, right? Like he he looks like he belongs, and he's hanging in with the leg issues that he has. And uh, like to me, the way he's playing, he looks like he may he, he can make the cut. But the thing is, you just don't know yeah. how that leg's going. Well, I, I've seen him miss two two putts, maybe even more. That that he is going to be he he is just going to be disappointed as hell that he missed them scoring opportunities. So. Um, you know, but but like you said, he's he's hanging in there with with two of the best. Yep. I think the leaders right now. I think Max Homa sitting at seven under. I believe seven I just under read. Is the lead. Yep. Uh, several guys, a couple guys at five under. So um, he's got some work to do on on this back nine. But but uh, it, it's it's damn sure fun to watch a, a a tournament and peek up at the screen with Tiger Woods being involved again. Yeah, just make it to just make it to Sunday. I'm gonna I'll tell t- you what needs to happen though. Teach all you men out there, give you all a little something here. What is going? Where are we headed? Hey, look, man. If you if you know you're gonna be on TV, or if you know you're going to an event or a dinner with your wife or something, we have never agreed more on anything in our lives. Hey, man, get you a damn get get you a haircut. You gotta be kidding me, Rory McIlroy. It looks like he got a damn one of one of shows scarfs on. I mean, he, he has got a a. I mean, just fuzz all over the back of his neck. He ain't been lined up in three weeks. He just doesn't care. I mean, it, it, that you know you're going to be on TV. I mean, you're a pro athlete. Slide by the barbershop. Pay somebody to come by the hotel, by your VRBO, Verbo, whatever the hell they are, and uh, and, and clean up that neck, man. No, and, come and, on. And just because you got all the money don't mean that you just have to give a hell of it. Come on, man. Like this is coming from a guy that I got a real fuzzy neck right now, but I but I'm in a studio. I'm not I'm not out to eat yeah. with my wife or on, at an event or, or or on TV. But if you got called in to go and do some TV, oh I'm 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 calling I'm calling uh, I'm calling Angel immediately and getting in there. I mean you got to be kidding me! I, I hate it. There is nothing more to me. In the NCAA tournament and many of these kids. This may be the only time they're gonna get on TV. They own TV, and they just got. Hair bullets rolling in their head. Just, I mean, just awful, awful look. Zero Unca- excuse, no, man. No, I mean, you can even trim up your beard yourself. That's right. Zero excuse. No, Rory, man. I'm disappointed, man. I didn't know he had that. I idea. typically like Rory. I mean, Rory's a, typically a good sport, great player, obviously. Takes care of himself, works out well. I mean, represents the game well. Good and then you're going to come out with their old fuzzy-ass neck, man. That's you kidding me? It is. Five o'clock fire. All right, last night uh, I thought y'all, I thought you two were going to drive up to College Station last night to, to check out this game. Damn, Clint, your Razorbacks took the L. Took, I'm glad I didn't. I listen to all them damn Aggies up there. <laughs> Texas A&M, sixty-two fifty-six. Look, Bad look. enough, I got to listen to Tyler on damn text chain. It's a good second half, wasn't it? Yeah, he is. Tyler was fired up. Like sometimes I wonder how fired up about base basketball Tyler is. I heard. Listen, I heard Tyler. Tyler's texting all kinds of people about this. Brandon Scott texted me and told me, man, Tyler texted me, but he is really into this A&M game. You didn't, I mean, he's texting all kinds of people about this. Almost March. I mean, they, they got a chance to win the uh, they got a chance to win the SEC. Hell yeah, he's into well, it. But listen, both of the team, both both Arkansas and A&M are going to be in a tournament. I couldn't have paid that sucker to go to a game two months ago. No, you couldn't. 
Oh, I'd, I'd go to a game at Reed. Absolutely, anytime. At Reed. I love Reed. At Reed. I was a Reed Rowdy, man. Is that what they called them? Mm-hmm. The Reed Rowdies? The Reed Rowdies. Oh, r- Rowdy. Like oh. Rowdy. Oh, Rowdy. Like we're going to get a loud Rowdy. Like Rowdy Gaines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good Too times. Bad, yeah. But y'all, y'all both are going to make the tournament. So it should be both oh, tournament yeah. teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, come tournament time. Come tournament time. They'll be watching the Hogs. It ain't no big deal. See what happens, Tyler? You felt like you... There's no reason for that. See what happens, Tyler? You felt like you got screwed last year, and I told you, man, you have 10-game losing streaks in the middle of the season. That's probably going to hurt you when your chances to get in if you're on the bubble. Now, look at this. What's your conference record? 11-2. Like and 11-2 and two in the yeah. SEC? A pretty good conference? Second place in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good things. Go good things coming from Buzz. There you go. Good for you guys. I do like Buzz now. I like Buzz. I've always been a Buzz since yeah. he was at Marquette. I've always been a Buzz Peterson guy. He sweats a little bit, doesn't he? He sweats, it, but he'd be <laughs> clean as a whistle out there, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He, is he wearing suits? I can't. Oh, yeah. He took his jacket off last night, but he, he had that three-piece on. Had oh, that he always, vest? He's oh, always yeah. three-piece. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think I think he was one that was against the whole, hey, let's wear pullovers. Oh, I, yeah, I, I believe so. He's got good taste. Would you be in a pullover or would you be in the suit? If you Ooh. was in. Because you know the head coach determines and the rest of the coaching staff has to go with the head coach. I'm going suit. Man, pullover's a little bit of a stretch. I'm more of a polo and slacks. You go like, polo. I, 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 so I, I, I like the way my man must. Yeah, tuck it into some nice nice Nike, whoever our sponsor is, Nike probably. Um, you know, kind of athletic slacks and, and, some, and some nice shoes. Yeah, some Jays. I, I watched Memphis one night. Penny Hardaway had his his team in horizontal stripes, and he got a he's got a three hundred pounder on his coaching staff, <laughs> and that man looked pissed the whole way with oh, the horizontal stripes. Ain't nothing worse than you just drawing attention to your big ass and the horizontal stripes. I remember Courtney had to tell me about that one time. You gonna wear them stripes? <laughs> I said, yeah, I was planning on it, babe. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. Boy, you ain't lying. This big ass zebra, this big ass zebra standing here right now. (laughs) Coming up, be listening. Your chance to win a pair of tickets in the five o'clock hour. Four pack of tickets, not a pair. Four pack of tickets to see Cody Jinx at the rodeo. And um, listen, Nick Casario said some things about his relationship with D'Amico Ryan's that should get Texas fans feeling a lot more comfortable than they did last year. We'll discuss why coming up next. What's the room again? Uh, 1240, down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. Please, if you could just... Why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, be listening. Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets. Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets in this hour, so stay tuned. Four-pack of tickets to see Cody Jinks at this year's Houston Rodeo. Clint, would it be fair if I were to say maybe the biggest issue uh, with the connection between Nick Casario and Lovey Smith last year was the the fact that somewhere they just weren't on the same page when it came to how the roster should be put together. And Lovey felt like he wanted these certain type of players and sometimes sometimes those players didn't reflect in terms of what they picked in the draft. It seems like and Derek Stingley Jr. is the one that is really big that jumps out. It seemed like between those two that and now and I think we're learning even more after the season is over. Like I don't think Nick envisioned Derek Stingley Jr. when he was playing being used the way he was used. It seemed like they said that multiple times in a way. But it felt like that was potentially the biggest issue between those two. Then I know you've said it, boy, one thing you're looking at is to see how does D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario work together when it comes to trying to put together a roster so they don't run into that again. Yeah, look, I, I don't I don't know what exactly was the problem or or if there were problems between Nick and, and Lovey. I, I just I mean in hindsight you look at Lovey let the world know that that in his defense, the most important part, the engine is what he called it, is a deta- under D tackle. And then the, you know the organization goes out there with really good D tackles on on the board uh, and drafts a, a, a corner and at number three and an offensive lineman at fifteen. And, and you know you you look down the list that corner then was not used appropriately. I don't know if that was an understanding or if Lovey Smith said to hell with it or if Nick Casario didn't care. I don't know how that all worked out and who was pissed and who wasn't pissed. I I, I just know that that when it's all said and done, I think there's plenty of reason as we sit today, February the 16th, after two years of Nick Casario, I think it's very fair to to have a concern about how he is, how easy is he going to be to work with for a head coach. I've said it a million times. I've never met a head coach that wanted somebody or was or was willing to that had options anyway that was that was willing to let a general manager hire his staff, tell him who he was going to hire, um much less just kind of force players on him without without any kind of any kind of input or 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 anything. So um, I think it's fair to to wonder right now for the Texans of of how how is Nick Casario really going to work with a head coach? This one happens to be D'Amico Ryan's. And I think what we heard from Nick. Now this is just uh, as I, somebody already just texted. Don't be gullible. I think this is this is Nick Casario speaking words to this. But I think if you're a Texans fan, you this is something that you, that you want to hear. This was. Nick Casario last night on Texas All Access talking about kind of the relationship between him and Nick, especially surrounding uh, things with the draft. 
fast forward to where we are now, I mean, he, it's been it's been awesome the last however many days since he's been here. Um, it's kind of funny. It's been he hasn't stopped because he's gone from end of their season. Then he mm. literally flew out here the next day for our kind of second follow up interview. Then we named the head coach. Then he went back to San Fran. Then he came back for the press conference. Then he went home. Now he's been here. And we, I mean, we have multiple discussions on a daily basis. He's actually been in some of our draft meetings. So he's just starting to hear about some of these players for the first time, sort of make some of his notes. I mean, he's been really a joy to work with. To me, when you hear that, and I know it was somewhat similar to last year, but what I will do is take from what we're seeing from the process all the way to the beginning and how different it is to last year to think, yes, I will actually take this as they are really working together in the same way because the whole process has been different. The way they hired him, the way that, that they've been handling situations. We look at the the coaching staff. This is clearly, it feels like a coaching staff that is, you know, selected and felt very, very strongly to the way that D'Amico Ryans wants to go up to this point. So I hear that. And I know it sounds a little similar to what he said about Lovey with Lovey last year, but I do think I, I I do think I look to see those two work together. And if it is a linebacker he needs for the defense, it'd be a linebacker. And in free agency, if I need a big guy up front, that's what I, I think these two will work together a lot more mm-hmm. on what it is that's needed on the field from the general manager and the player personnel person to the what's on the field compared to what they've done in the previous couple of years. Yeah, look, I don't know if it's the fact that I that that it clearly the Texans shifted gears and 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 started doing things in a competent manner with the, with the hiring of the head coach. I don't know if it's um you know how impressed I am with 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 uh D'Amico Ryans and 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 how how much I just believe that he's he's not going to take this opportunity in Houston and then just get pushed around and have a bunch of big time decisions made for him. I don't know exactly why it is, but I'll be honest with you, Nick Casario seems more Sounds more when I hear him talk, it seems more genuine. It seems more real. It seems less scripted, um, and and more just hey, I'm just I'm just answering the question. I'm not. This isn't a couched answer. It's not a packaged answer. I'm just answering the questions that are thrown at me. And when that's the case, it's more believable for me. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah, I, I do. I, I, and I understand because I see people are coming in. Don't be gullible. Look, I mean, hell, we're gonna be a little gullible. I mean, you got I me. Mean, what do you? I mean, you go. Even if you're you're wrong, you're gonna be a little. Should you just take it as? As I'm, I'm not saying I completely fully believe, or I'd be shocked at that that for the first pick he drafts a safety or something. No, <laughs> I won't be shocked. But I do feel better about you know where these two are and their relationship. Well, I, I think here's the thing: is is that like you. I mean, I don't, I don't put a ton of stock into what they say. I, I, I'm more into actions and what they do. Um, and and I think we we will see. Like if something, like the, the mistakes that were made in the past that kind of give you a little peek behind the curtain. You're like, wait a minute, what the hell's going on? It's like Lovey coming out and going, the engine of my defense is this specific player right here. And then we could look at it and go, oh, I mean, Nick didn't necessarily address that. It's a def, it's definitely a need. There's, There's a definitely problem, guys yeah. available. And so then all of a sudden, you know, the the webs start getting um, spun about, okay, well, who's making the decisions, who's not. Now, if D'Amico doesn't ever come out and go, this guy is, is I've got to have this guy. This is the engine to my defense. And then you blatantly go out there, you don't sign a guy like that in, in free, free agency. agency, you don't draft that guy, then you got to think, like, what, what, what are we doing here? 
But it, it, I don't know if D'Amico's going to do that or not. But those are the things in the past that I think kind of put you in a position yeah, right. where you doubt. There was no sign. There, it, 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 there was no sign in free agency. You, you're sitting there. Jordan Davis is right there, which seemed to fit exactly what he came out and said. Right. And then you go in a different direction. And you, you never even draft somebody who is a, uh, a, a defensive tackle or defensive lineman up front. Real quick on the text line, 713-572-4610. Texting in about my Whitley thing. Somebody came down real hard on my Force Whitley about me saying it's over. You need to back off Force a no. little bit. From the text line, 25 is old for a pitcher in baseball? When he's been with the organization for like a decade, yes. I know where you're coming from, show, but take the 25 take is terrible. <laughs> he got there when he was 18, folks. I mean, <laughs> he got there when he was 18. Hey, you got the luxury to be patient, man. Take your time well, for it. It's it's also <laughs> the aspect of of got those the years. Luxury of being patient. Well, it's also the aspect of the years where Force was the Astros' top. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Top uh, prospect. Top prospect for like two or three years, and it it hasn't amounted to crap. No, I mean, I just I just think, hey, you don't win all of them, and you're not winning Forest, Dana. Someone texted, Yuli was 32 when he was a rookie. Okay. Come on, we got a little difference in, uh, of Yuli. Do we have a little uh, a little difference in Yuli and what, what Forrest? Did Yuli get here right out of high school? Not comparable, friend. Come on, guys. Good lord. All right, listen up. Your chance to win a four pack of tickets to see Cody Jinks. Uh, that'll be coming up next segment. So make sure you you stay tuned and listen. Uh, we got to let you know some news that happened. Somebody that the uh, the Texans were targeting, they lost out on. We'll discuss and let you know who that is coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's hook some folks up right now. There it is. Right now is your chance. Caller number four. Caller number four. 713-572-4610. Caller number four, your chance right now to win a four-pack of tickets to see Cody Jinks, caller number four seven one three five seven two four six ten. He'll be at the rodeo Monday, March thirteenth, and uh, you can uh, you can win a pair of those tickets right now to hear Cody Jinks. As Tyler will take care of you. Call in. We gave away uh, some tickets in the three o'clock hour, and now is your chance to win a pair or four. Excuse me, a four pack. Coming up. So, so, you know, my wife reminds me quite often that I can't sing worth a damn. I feel like that first, the first minute of this song right here, I got in my bag. You think you can sing? Like I feel that? like I got it in my bag. Tyler, start that thing over. I, I, I feel like I feel like I got the, the, the first few, the first, say, minute of this song right here. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna I, give I feel it like, a No, I'm not going to give it a rip. Just like, tell me what you think. Okay. Tell me if you think I got this in my bag. Loud thunder, heavy rain, thin line between joy and pain. It's a long, strange trip. It's all insane. No, you ain't gonna <laughs> be the same. I think you sound like my wife. I think you can. I think you could give it a whirl, but I don't think you. I don't think you would sound like. I don't think you'd sound like. Oh, I don't. I mean, hell. I mean, obviously. Like, what are you? But what are you? Like, what are you? I think I can can get the the bass the bass side of it. He's not really singing. He's more talking than he is. You think you can pass it off as it sounding like? I I think. I think. I I think I could. I can't do it. I I can't do it right now. I think I could work on it. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it. Deal. I think I could work on it, and I think you'd be like, 
if I did, I think you'd be like, okay, I got the song. I know, I know, I know where you're coming from. But I, but I need to hear it. I don't need. I want to want to hear you singing it with it. I want acapella. All, all red. Yeah, all acapella. Okay. I, Let me. I'll work on it. Because I think you're hearing it, and hearing it, you're thinking it, and probably has sung with it before. And thought, I can come get this. Yeah, I can get this. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna see what I'm, I'm gonna see what I can put out there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if I got it. I, see if I got I'm, it. In I'm, oh, I'm completely open to it. I am ready to hear it. I don't know. By the way, uh, Clint, a little news to pass across the folks. We had just uh, got that right at the start of five o'clock fire. The 49ers are hiring Clint Kubiak uh, to uh, to fill uh, the the role that Bobby Slowick is uh, filled. Bobby Slowick is the new offensive coordinator here. He is going to be a part of the 49ers staff under Kyle Shanahan. If you Remember, there were reports uh, to uh, with the thought that he may join as a, a part of the offensive staff here. Reports him potentially being a part of the uh, as the run game coordinator, uh, but he was waiting because he had options. Clearly, this uh, this was his option, and I have a take on this clip, and I've thought about it. I think I know where you're going to go with it, but I'll, but the floor is yours, sir. I'm just thinking, if you were Clint Kubiak, mm-hmm. your name's Clint, his name's Clint, except it's with a K. If yep. you were, if you were, little 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 Clint Kubiak, this is a big decision for you, right? Mm-hmm. You leave in Denver, you got hey, Houston wants me to come there. I got a young staff, or San Francisco wants me to come there. Kind of similar roles, like to kind of help you with that situation. If you had a you had a father that was in the game. Like, who would you call? I'd call Gary. And I'm just, I believe Gary pushed him to go to the Niners. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you're, I believe, you're probably right. I believe Gary that's that's Kubiak, not where I thought where you were, you were going to go with it. I, be, but. I believe Gary Kubiak pushed him to the day. Well, look, I, I think I think he made. I think Clint Kubiak had a decision to make. Here was probably a passing game coordinator. Yeah, uh, you know, along with maybe a wide receivers coach or something. Um, Maybe could have given him. Nah, he's not. I don't, I don't know. If he's an assistant head coach. But, no, but, no. but 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 nonetheless, I'm just talking about giving him that title to give him more money because you've already hired an offensive coordinator. But nonetheless, forget title, forget money, and you just look at the two organizations. And 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 if you if you're coming off being let go as the the the, the Vikings, well, he's let go as the quarterbacks coach. With yeah, the, with as the a Vikings quarter, well, the Vikings offensive coordinator. Because when Zimmer left, he left. Right, the Kubiak yep. deal was out the window. And then, then he 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 was in Denver, and you leave that Denver situation. It's like, okay, I gotta I gotta get things moving back in the right direction. You know where what's best? What's the best move for me? I think it's if you're Clint Kubiak, it is absolutely no question about it, San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not. Gonna, I mean, on paper, you look at it. Yeah, let me learn from Kyle for a little I bit. Mean, let me get under him. There's a good chance that that San Francisco upgraded that position. From Bobby Slowick? Yes. You can't say it. Don't say it. Why can't I say that? You're talking about a guy that's called plays. You're talking about a guy that's coached quarterbacks. Are you shitting me? I mean, you're Bobby's, Bobby's team's offensive coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I get it. I I, to, I totally understand. I mean, I I, I got you. Um, but there there is a good chance. And, I, look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Bobby Slowick just – Absolutely blows the top off of, you of this Cause whole that, thing because you can't have a high level of confidence if you're like I think the Niners just improved their offensive uh, pass game coordinator position. 
because the person's leaving. Well, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know either personally. I'm just looking at the resumes what and, he's done. and what they've done, where they've been, what they've been responsible for. And if I look at Clint Kubiak going to take whatever Slowick's role was, I know it was title was a passing game coordinator. I don't know what Clint Kubiak's title is going to be. But whatever it is, Kyle Shanahan is getting a guy as a passing game coordinator that when he called plays in Denver, they put up good numbers. He was a quarterback's coach in Denver. He was an offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. He was a quarterback coach with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he was an offensive assistant for three years with the Denver Broncos. Wide receivers at Kansas in 2015. Offensive quality control with the Minnesota Vikings 2013 through 2014. Been on the offensive side of the football for 10 years. There's a really good chance that Kyle Shanahan upgraded his quote-unquote passing game coordinator. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I mean, does anybody have a reason to say otherwise at this point? Because you, so, your thought was, <laughs> I guess resume-wise, they wanted him to come in as the, who, as a, as who the run the hell, game coordinator. Who in the hell right now? is going to come to the table and, and, and bet on Bobby Slowick being better at something he's never done than Clint Kubiak taking really a step back and being a passing game co- coordinator in that in the San Francisco system. Clint, judging by the way that people have shown their excitement for Bobby Slowick, I think a lot of people would take that bet. I, I don't right? know. Like, I'm, I'm just I, telling you, I don't, you seen, I don't know you, what, I don't most know people, what people are really excited about Bobby. I don't know what Bobby, they're excited about, show. I don't know what they're excited about. But I'm not tripping. Have you Kyle's seen that? Kyle's not coming. Have you seen that, though? The, the excitement yes. level from Bobby Slowick, people who we we we're, we lo- we know and respect. Like, uh, people are very excited. So, I think yeah, a lot I, of people would bet, take that what, what, what do we think Kyle Shanahan's going to say about the guy that just left his organization? You think he's going to say, oh, he ain't worth a damn. Good luck, y'all. y'all good luck with him, y'all. No, he's going to say, hey, he's, look, I, this guy's this guy's great. This guy's this guy's up and coming. Surely he's not. He's, I mean, and I'm not saying that he should. I mean, I'm not saying that he would ever throw a guy under under the bus. I'm not saying that he even knows if the guy's going to be worth the damn as a play caller. But you know what this is about, though. The system, the system one, but it is about the. In D'Amico, we trust. Oh, okay. Yeah. In D'Amico, we trust. And if D'Amico, who's been around him for six years, I can just tell you what people will say. If D'Amico, who's been around him for six years believes in it and I think right now we're how people view and feel about D'Amico I think the thought is if D'Amico believes it D'Amico I'm with it I think I think he'll I think I'm excited about it because D'Amico uh, but, that, you, but you are looking at it but you are looking right at it I, I'm like, gonna hold off till I know something yeah, somebody I mean, I, just texted and said I think I'd take Kubiak over slow it uh, look yeah I'm, I'm not saying I'm my point was not that I would take Kubiak over slow for the record my point is, you're talking about a guy that has been on the offensive side of the football for 10 years, that's called plays, that's fixing to go work under an offensive play-calling head coach and be asked to be a passing game coordinator and, and help help where he needs to help. That move, I'm telling you, there's a good chance that it's an upgrade that he went from Bobby Slowick to, to, to Clint Kubiak. Now, Bobby Slowick could prove me wrong, and he'd come in here and have a never-called plays, he could blow this thing out of the water, and 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 we'll never look back. But I'm not going to sit here and bet on that. I'm not going to bet on that based off of what, based you off of his to, resume. You seem to be a bit surprised by the excitement level of Bobby Slowick from from many people, and not just not just fans, but from I, I am I am shocked 
Oh, you're going I, shocked. I, I, I am shocked at how many people are, oh, let's get a guy out of that system, man, next guy. Oh, so-and-so had success. So-and-so had success. Just get the next guy, man. It's cool. Like, I, that, that, I just, it's not that easy to me. It's not that easy. I mean, could, could the guy come in and be a decent play caller? Yeah, but, I mean, we're, we're talking about there's a lot more responsibilities behind this thing than just being a decent play caller. Um, it's a lot more difficult job than I think just kind of flippant conversations of just, yeah, just get the next guy. Get a guy out of that system. Get a guy out of this system. And see what happens. It's just not that. I just don't think it's that easy. I know there. I know there's examples of guys that did well, um, but it's not. It ain't that. It ain't that easy. Yeah. I mean, talking about a guy that was on the defense, literally on the defense side of the football a few years ago. No. Yeah. But I think many people have a firm belief, and I would say I'm probably closer to your. Listen, we know it. I'm skeptical and paranoid. You know, just naturally, but. I think I would probably lean more to your side, but I think a lot of people, and I'm seeing it being it being texted in on the Trader Wheel and Frame text line of the system, how many guys have failed in that system. I mean, they, they've got, if you start rolling through the list of guys who have done and called plays for the first time like Bobby is, they have a lot more success success stories than failures. Who does? That, like a guy's coming out of that, like calling, like starting to call plays for the first time, right? Like the guy's under, like, McVeigh, like Zach, Zach uh, Taylor, and Mike Mike, Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel, and Kevin O'Connell, uh, and like they they've had more guys that have had a positive run of it. it uh, what's my man in Green Bay? Uh, Mike Matt Lafleur, right? Leaving there, not calling plays, and jumping in. They've had a lot of a lot more success than failures, and I think that's what people lean on in the belief of D'Amico. Gotcha. D'Amico's with him for six years. Now I don't, like, I don't roll with it. Somebody did just text in. Well, it feels like D'Amico's just hiring a lot of his buddies. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far of it, but I do think that's where, that's where a lot of people live in the space of. But who who hasn't been successful? Well, I mean, Mike Mike Lafleur wasn't successful yeah. with the Jets. I mean, he, who hasn't been successful is where where a lot of people go at it and. Who hasn't been? That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting. That's an interesting. The floor is the one that jumps out with the Jets, who hadn't been. I mean, he got fired after two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think. I think there's. You know, each one of those. Each one of those guys that left and took over organizations are in, in different situations. But there's. You inherit Aaron Rodgers. That's a pretty damn good start. <laughs> um, you inherit a, a, a ten-win football team in Miami. It's a pretty damn good start. Um, inherit, but he inherited to it, and, and to it looked a lot. Different oh, no question, no question. You inherited a, 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 a team from a coach that just absolutely in. destroyed the quarterback position. Almost uh, looked like on purpose. You did slide into Tyreek Hill. I yeah. get what you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, look, I, and I'm not saying it's the players. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I just don't. It's a little different animal here. It's not like you're surprised of how easy people are. Just, yeah. Just yeah. rolling with that. Yeah. Rolling with that. All right. Coming up behind us, Texans All Access. Uh, a person who is extremely excited about uh, Bobby Slowick, uh, John McClain. He'll be on uh, tonight. We'll also hear from him tomorrow in the 4 o'clock hour. And uh, remember the best stuff today with T-Mill coming on after John McClain joins Texans All Access. Clint, great job, Tyler, great job. I am Ron, the show, Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. Thank you guys for bringing us a first-class sports show to the city.